Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Travel has certainly changed over the last two years, to say the least. However, some of these changes we actually like and want to see stick around. We'll share our favorites today. You're listening to All Things Travel, Episode 95, Original Air Date, September 9th, 2022. Our 100th show is pretty darn close. So, Shane, what has been the biggest change in travel over the past two years? And I'm sure we could spend the next 14 (laughs) hours answering that question. But as a travel professional, as a personal traveler, as a family traveler, what has been the biggest change that you've seen in travel? Other than not being able to do it for a long time. (laughs) Well, yeah. Being able to do it. There there you go. There you go. (laughs) Definitely the COVID restrictions for each of the destinations because yes. every, every place has their own set of rules that they want to enforce to protect themselves. And you kind of got to be aware of where you're going and what they require. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think for me, it's just, it's the uncertainty of how travel's going to go. You know, you can do all the planning, you can have everything nailed down. And I've had this happen multiple times you know, the week before, a couple of days before, things totally change. And I think a lot of this is going to smooth out. Some of the processes and logistics will smooth out and things will get back to the way they were. But then some of these new things will get to keep. Yes. And I think that's, you know, we don't want to dwell on the negative here. Actually, today, we want to talk about some of these changes in travel, whether it's how you travel what the resort or the hotel or the city is like when you're there, how you plan your travel. Some of these things we actually really like and we want to see stick around. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, Shane, I want to know where in the world is all things travel? Sherwood Park, Alberta. All right. Welcome, Alberta. Just east of Edmonton. Some might call it maybe a of uh, subsidiary, yes, <laughs> perhaps maybe is, a is suburb. Is that what they call a, su- a suburb in Canada? Is a it's, subsidiary? It's a subsidiary. It's okay. Canadian. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't speak Canadian, but I'm pretty sure that's how they say it. Gotcha. And just based on the name on, alone, based on the name alone, I'm having trouble with words. Words <laughs> are difficult to say. And words be, be hard say tonight. Yes, exactly. Based on the name alone, the Sherlock Holmes Pub. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Just... The game is afoot. And they, they've got a nice mix of Canadian beers with Sherlock Holmes theme. They've got some brews from the UK and a lot of good wine. So it looks like a fun place. And I can finally wear my Sherlock Holmes hat out on the town. I think you could wear that anyway. <laughs> well, welcome, Alberta. We are so glad to have friends up north listening to all things travel. Hey, do us a favor. Reach out to Shane or I, either on the Facebook group or directly via email. We have a nice little thank you gift for being featured on this week's show. And hey, for everybody, I've got one little last bit of housekeeping before we start talking about our topic. Take the time to leave all things travel a review. We would really appreciate it. And it would also help others find the podcast that you like to listen to. So take the time, give us a review, give us five stars, tell us what you're enjoying about the show. We would love to share that 
with everybody who's listening. So, Shane, what have been some of the changes in travel over the last few years that you actually want to see stick around? What's one that you've thought of for this topic? This is kind of funny because a couple of the ones I picked are things that I don't like to do. And when I don't have to do them, I don't do them. But for very selfish reasons, I like that some places make us do these things. And so the first one is going to be... That was a very confusing introduction (laughs) to what you're going to share with us. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first one is specific to Universal. Okay. And... Even though I don't like using hand sanitizer, my hands get really dry and it dries them out even more. I like having to do a little squirt of hand sanitizer before getting on the ride, just because I know, you know, you can have your hands on the bars, on the seats. And I just like knowing that maybe everyone's hands are a little cleaner touching all those surfaces. Yeah. You you know, I, I think you're absolutely right. You can get into a big argument about masks and whether we have to wear masks, but I, I don't ever hear anybody bad mouth washing your hands more often, sanitizing <laughs> your surfaces more often. It just makes common sense. And talking about it and doing it, that's two different things. Sure. Also, habits. you're right. The ability to sanitize, the ability to use hand sanitizer more just keeps germs away. And that's good for everybody. Yes. Even though I don't like doing it, I appreciate having to do it. Well, my first one is having more options to mobile order or having mobile reservations for attractions. So when I'm talking about mobile ordering, we know that the theme parks are doing this, but now more restaurants are even doing this or at airports and places like that. You can mobile order your food and also having mobile reservations for places like museums or theaters or events. Those things have grown in opportunity, and it's just, I absolutely love it. Some of this was available before yes, the pandemic, yes. I, but I think not it's as just, much, not as many yeah. opportunities for it. Because I, I think it's just more, people are more comfortable using those things now. And it forced everyone to do it, and everyone got used to doing it, and now it takes a little pressure off of the whole process and makes it all go a little smoother. And it's the good part of this. It's hard to find a silver lining but there's some innovations that we're re- enjoying as a result of this. Absolutely. So being able to, well, I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday, my wife and mom and I were traveling to our daughter's swim meet and we wanted to have lunch and we wanted to take lunch with us to the swim meet. We were going to stop and do some shopping beforehand. So I was able to order directly from the restaurant, a place that wouldn't normally have mobile order before Mm -hmm. all of this. I was able to put my information in, pay for it, go pick it up. It was nice and easy. And that's just an at-home example. In travel, it's even bigger. And there's more opportunities to to do that. Opportunities to chat with the front desk, opportunities to mobile order things brought up to your room. It just it, it's just been really nice, especially for an introvert like me who if I can <laughs> if I can go without talking to a lot of people face to face, I I will use my chat function all day long. Hooray for I am. So what's your next one, Shane? It's another one, and we even mentioned it a little earlier, something I don't like doing. And and it looks like we might get away from it some, but masks, because there's other things that people can be sick with. And before the pandemic, you could always see people on planes, on buses, at school, at work, at the grocery store who 
we're sneezing and coughing and maybe not covering it up. And just like the hand sanitizer, I don't like wearing them, but I like knowing that maybe some of the germs that people are breathing out or maybe sneezing out or coughing out, that some of them are trapped in whatever the cloth or the paper that they're wearing on their face. We're at least more cognizant about how our germs and our space impacts other people's space. Yeah. And I think that makes a big difference. So for me, my second one was the shortening of final payments for a lot of places, whether it's resorts, definitely cruise lines and other places having more opportunity to wait to make those final payments until much closer to your vacation. I'm hoping sticks around for a much longer time beyond COVID. Yeah, the flexibility that a lot of destinations and vendors were offering there when they were starting back up was really nice. We didn't get to keep all of that, but the what we have got to keep and these shortened final payment schedules have been really nice. Yeah, and I think it's just, I, I think what the travel partners are seeing is customers appreciate it, they enjoy it, and they're actually booking more because they have that flexibility. So I I think they're, whether as generous of deadlines are here to stay, I don't know, but I, I don't think we'll necessarily go back to the long months and months of payments sitting there. Another thing I'm liking are some of the trends that have developed. I've mentioned a few of them before. More people are traveling with friends, and families, some of the environmentally conscious travel options. That's a growing option of travel. Things like that. There's a few more options. People are thinking differently about what's out there to see and do. And it's not necessarily on big ships or in big resorts. There's a yeah. lot of fun experiences to have that we haven't thought of before. And my last one is a lot of vacations are now including some form of travel protection with their packages. And both of us, Shane, are big proponents of travel protection. And this just makes (laughs) such good sense. And it's so nice as a professional talking with clients and just saying, yep, it's already included, or here's an easy way to add this on. It just makes good travel sense now. We asked this question on our Facebook group about two weeks ago. And we got some good responses from some of our fellow travelers on the All Things Travel Facebook group. And hey, listeners, if you're not part of our Facebook group, you probably should get online, get on Facebook, type in All Things Travel under the Groups tab, and join our group. There were a couple things that were travel-specific, and then there were a couple things that were actually Disney-specific, because we all know that we are Disney fanatics. So let's see. Sharon says no more buffets now i kind of pushed back a little bit with this i said even if if there are servers present you don't like buffets because to me i've had some situations where i've traveled or i've been out to restaurants and there still have been the buffet options but people are serving it to you and she said that was fine that as long as there were servers she liked the idea of still having buffets but definitely not people getting their own food I think Sharon and I probably see eye to eye on some of the hygiene aspects of right. a lot of this. Oh, where I totally get it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's nice you know, having the servers there that, you know, they're washed up and clean and they're, they're serving it for us versus just people not using the sanitizer and then handling <laughs> yeah. the utensils. Right, right. 
Andrew said having ticketed and limited admission to the national parks. Mm. I really like this one because I know the national parks can become over-touristed. I don't know if that's a word, but over-touristed. And I, I get that. I totally get that. And when I visit those places, I want to have the time and the space to appreciate them. And so having a ticket with a time, with a reservation, I agree with you, Andrew, Sounds perf- makes perfect sense to me. Lines of too many people are not the wildlife that we want to go to the parks to see. So a couple Walt Disney World specific ones. So Sharon came back and she said that she hopes that the character cavalcades stick around. So Disney stopped oh, yeah. having the larger scheduled parades and would have shorter little pop-up parades instead. And actually this past week, they've talked about having those regular parades and still having the cavalcades come back, which I really like. I'd be okay with that if they bring back the parades as long as they keep those cavalcades because those are a lot of fun. Not as long. It's a lot shorter. And that's why it's called a cavalcade. But it seems like even though we're distancing, you still feels like a more up-close experience with the characters. Right, right. And Michelle echoed that she loves the cavalcades. Mike Reed, who's been a guest on our show, also talked about the, the cavalcades. And he said one of the things that he has appreciated, and he specifically mentioned Disney, but I think there's we've seen other instances of this, is having family-style meals versus buffets. So restaurants that have normally been buffets now have a family-style option. And I, I like that, too. I think that's the food seems fresher. It seems more cooked to, to order rather than mass-produced. I, I, I like it. That's probably an issue with buffets in general, too, is anytime you can have the food brought out to you, it's got to be better than when it's sitting out for a while because you know, they're making enough for everybody, not really knowing who's going to get what. But then when you order it, it's brought to you, it's fresher. And there, there's something about when it comes out in a bigger portion, a bowl of the food versus a little scoop of the food. There's something about making it in a bigger volume where it tastes better for some reason. And, and I know a lot of these they're made in volume and then, and then served in smaller sizes, but there just seems to be something better about it, getting it in that family style. Yeah, yeah. It could just be a perception, my own perception, but I think there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness, you're onto something. Well, I think a lot of these changes, Shane, for me, when I look at our list and I think about our conversation today, a lot of it comes down to I want to have control over my travel. I want to be able to order things when I want to order them. I want to be able to pay for things when I can pay for them. I want to be able to map out exactly how I'm going to do it. Types of travel, places I'm going to travel, how I plan my travel. As much as those places can accommodate me, it's all changed for the better. I I think. What do you think about that? Is that a fair assessment? They had to make travel seem more accessible and safer and not just safer from the standpoint of, are you going to get sick? How clean is everything going to be? But safer in what if something comes up at the last minute and I can't go, then we're a little safer and not losing that deposit or whatever we paid with some of the friendlier payment schedules. Absolutely. Well, travel will continue to change folks. There's no doubt about that. And so The most important thing is to work with somebody who can help navigate those changes with you. Shane, who might several of those people be? 
I would recommend contacting one of the fine travel advisors from Creating Magic Vacations. And I just happen to know a couple of them. Boy, we would love to help you plan your next amazing vacation. We are both travel advisors with Creating Magic Vacations, an authorized Disney planner. You can reach Ryan at Ryan, R-Y-A-N at creatingmagicvacations.com or me, Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E at creatingmagicvacations.com. Most families are confused and overwhelmed when they want to plan a vacation. We work with you to plan a perfect trip for your interests, which saves you time, money, and stress. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring. All right. Why don't you tell us how to reach us? Well, we would love to help. Allow myself (laughs) myself to introduce myself. I don't kind of like the Austin Powers reference.